All right, Gone Trippin' Podcast, episode 25. Yeah, that's a big number. Yes, that's it a is. Big number. Quarter of a century. Quarter of a century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are uh, officially more episodes than I've had years on the planet. There you go. There you go. So, well, we're here. Uh, I'm excited about today's episode. We have uh, some really good, really yeah. good guest, uh, Wesley Trimble yes. from the American Hiking Society. He was uh, very knowledgeable. Yeah, coming to join us and, and talk about all sorts of stuff uh, hiking-wise. Uh, of course, we have our drink of the day, which is delicious. Yeah. We'll find out about that here shortly. And uh, yeah, but before we get going, yeah, we got to talk about uh, Solicity Cloud. Yeah, we got to tell you guys all about the awesome experience that Solicity Cloud provides. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they are kind of a one-stop shop for your website needs, you know, design, maintenance, monitoring, all that kind of good stuff. They make it easy. It's personable. You're not just going to get a copy and pasted template. You know, you're going to get a team of people working towards the same goal you are, which well, is increasing your traffic. It's made with love. It is made and with you love. you can see that when you go to gontrippinpodcast.com. Yeah, in the footer. Uh, yeah, in the footer. It says made with love, but they actually made our site. Yes. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. So much better than what we had before. Oh, that was just leagues you know, better. a couple of punks trying to put something together. And yeah. now we got something awesome. Yeah. Um, and we're really excited about it. So make sure you check out gontrippinpodcast.com. Uh, yes. Which is brought to you and powered by Solicity Cloud, uh, yeah. and then check in what Solicity Cloud can do for you. You have a small business, um, you know, a blog, yeah, anything, <laughs> yeah, personal anything. Uh, you website. website. Yeah, you know, you're having trouble keeping it up to date. Well, yeah. Little things like that. Call, give a holler out to yeah. Solicity Cloud. Uh, see what they can do for you. They'll give you a, a review of your site, and they'll give you back what they think they can do to make it better. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, SolicityCloud.com. All right, here we are, Gone Trippin' Podcast. Got another good episode coming right at you. Yes, excited for today's guest. We'll head right into him, right? All right. I've got Wesley Trimble with us. Uh, Wesley Trimble is the Program Outreach and Communications Manager at the American Hiking Society. How you doing, Wesley? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, no worries. No worries. Glad you uh, took yeah. the time to sit down with us. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So you are the uh, outreach and communications manager with the American Hiking Society. Um, real quick, give us what the like the theme. What is the American Hiking Society and what's their purpose? Yeah. So American Hiking Society started 40 years ago as a uh, advocacy group, um, specifically for hiking trails and public lands. Um, so basically what that looks like is uh, when we started, there was legislation going through Congress that was going to affect the Appalachian Trail. Um, and there was really no one, um, no organization or group that was present in D.C. to um, help provide testimony um, or from the hiking perspective of what things um, could change on um, the Appalachian Trail or how that would affect the hiking experience. Um, uh-huh. So that's how... American Hiking started 40, a little over 40 years ago. Oh, wow. um, so now we still do advocacy. So we still work with Congress and we work with the public land managers, um, the federal land managers um, with regards to public policy that relates to trails and the hiking experience as a whole. Um, in addition to that, we also offer some uh, volunteer opportunities um, and stewardship of trails to um, kind of engage people and get them to give back to the places they love to hike. And then we also do um, some public outreach and education um, around hiking as well. 
Very oh, wow. cool. So yeah. that, that opened up like 50 questions right there for me. So many. But before we get too far, <laughs> we it's have that time again. Before. Drink of the day. Bam, bam, bam. All right. So today I I, I went all out. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, right? Wesley, I told you that uh, Cameron's a big mango fan. Um, <laughs> and uh, I told him about this flavor. So we did Gatorade Flow. We're talking hiking. Gatorade is one of my favorite drinks to have when I go hiking. Got to get those electrolytes. Uh, along with water, of course. Um, but, uh, water's boring. So <laughs> we, uh, we brought in, uh, Gatorade flow, pineapple mango. So, and, oh, okay. Is that, I guess it's pina mango is the, That's uh, the, uh, translation. Yeah. The translation. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that on the bottles before where they do a Spanish translation underneath the, they do flavor. it on a couple of different ones. It's kind of funny. They also have one that's a cucumber lime. That is disgusting. <laughs> um, but, but it's like, it, it says it in Spanish too. Like, uh, I don't know what cucumber lime is in Spanish. Right. I know it's limon, uh, but I don't know what the cucumber is in Spanish, <laughs> cucumber, but it has right. it in there too. There's a couple of them. It's, it's funny because huh. it's not on every one of them. Right. Yeah. Well, so. I learned the uh, Spanish word for mango is mango. There you go. So. There you go. Well, let's go That's ahead fun. and bump these, these plastic one, <laughs> two. There you go. Okay. That's so lame. Pretend you saw us. Um, <laughs> Wesley did. He's laughing because it was horrible. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot easier with glass bottles to yes, make that it is. sound effect. It is. <laughs> you know, the plastic had a little... Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. That's And that's bad. kind of uh, iconic, I think, for Gatorade bottles, that like breaking of the... Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a wide mouth. I like that on Gatorades as well. Yes. This is a good one. Ooh. Yeah, that is really tasty. Have you ever tried this one, Wesley? I have not tried any, it, uh, any of the new flavors. So they have the new flow flavors. A couple weeks back, we did a Blackberry Wave flow. Um, and they're really, to me, they're really good. It's kind of a, a throwback to a Gatorade that had their rain, Gatorade rain back like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a throwback to those where it's uh, okay. got some flavor, but it's not like boom punch in the face yeah it's definitely flavor. higher on like the fruit flavor less on the sugar flavor yeah a little um, more water content my only maybe. complaint about this one though is it's like it looks like urine it's the exact like <laughs> like have you seen those like scales where it's like you know underhydrated? like you know <laughs> this looks like what you're supposed to aim for yeah exactly. <laughs> Wait, what you're supposed to aim for yeah or? right because you're supposed to have like a no a you're light. supposed to be clear pee how you, you've been doing it wrong all this time i don't think you're supposed to have totally clear pee all the time oh, oh yeah we trust me my wife and I just went to the doctor. Uh-huh. She said it's supposed to be clear. All the time? She said if your pee's not clear, it means you need more water. I don't... Are you serious? Yeah, but you don't like water. So That's true. It's probably look like... You're probably sitting there like, oh, this usually means you have kidney issues. <laughs> this is called yellow <laughs> constantly. <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, Wesley knows much about pee, but... um. <laughs> yeah do you know much about pee which one of us is correct <laughs> not a whole lot so I, I think um a little color i think is okay because part of the problem is if it is completely clear um you might be having um issues with uh salt and electrolyte uh balance mm. uh, as a whole ah. you definitely don't want this color though sure no i agree <laughs> i agree a, that's a little dark yeah <laughs> Yeah. This is actually kind of reminds me of what it looks like when you uh, oh, take I don't vitamin know. B pills and it gets a little bit of neon in their pee. Yeah, I don't know if uh, <laughs> you're getting a good color even, Wesley, because we have the green screen behind yeah, us. Yeah, oh, that's it, true. It's true. It might be you're going to put it up close to you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to block it a yeah. little bit. I would highly recommend it, though. It's pineapple, yeah, it's, mango, it's tasty. really good flavor to it. If you can get past the color. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put the nice blue uh, label on it. That's which, true. 
I don't know. It kind of looks funky as a packaging. Yeah, um, it does not <clears throat> scream Gatorade to me. Yeah, no, definitely. It's 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 up on the shelf with all the other pretty colors, and this right. one just doesn't. That's how I found it. Was like like this one stands out. But um, I suppose we should probably get to a topic that our guest knows about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he sounded like he knew pretty much about pee. I mean, he taught us pee. something, so yeah, he, he went in real modest about that. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think we have our episode title. He's really a urologist. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. Well, let's get back to American Hiking Society. So, one of the things you talked about um, was uh, the issues with the Appalachian Trail. Now, the Appalachian Trail is in our backyard. Yep. And and liter- for some of us, literally, yeah, yeah. For you, I think you can <laughs> um, see it. Can't yeah, you? you can see it from my my house. So, um, what were the issues? Do you know the issues that were going on with the Appalachian Trail um, at the time that kind of sparked it? And then also, uh, like the health of the Appalachian Trail as it is right now. Yeah. So, you know, again, forty years ago, there was some um, some bills going through Congress that were going to adjust how some of the legislation affects um, how utility companies interacted or crossed um, the Appalachian Trail. Um, And so that has, um, because basically 50 years ago, um, the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail um, were designated as national scenic trails um, in the National Trail System Act. Um, And so because of that, they are uh, congressionally designated trails um, which kind of affects the, the development around those trails to a certain degree. Okay. And so, you know, they were, you know, going through Congress at the time that AHS was founded, uh, you know, utility companies were wanting to cross the trail and and, and, and kind of interfere with the trail in, in a couple of locations. Um, yeah. And so that was what was kind of going through at the time. No, for sure. Wow. Well, there's nothing like going on a hike and <clears throat> having power lines go over your head. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, when we were uh, visiting uh, John Green, uh, our episode 19 guest yeah. in Gettysburg, there was those power lines going like <laughs> right over where they were supposed to have the reenactment for the Civil War. Yeah, and it, I was like, well, this feels a little silly. <laughs> yeah, everything looked and felt like 1860, I'm sure, except right. for that. Except that's for how the you giant knew. power lines in the it, background. Exactly. So I think, like, that's what Photoshop is for, for I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So I I I'm, I'm uh thank you AHS for not allowing uh that to happen to our uh Appalachian Trail. That yeah. would have been a real travesty to well, have power lines over that thing. One of the things that you guys do that uh if I understand correctly, you guys do some volunteer opportunities for uh people who love hiking to not only uh clean up trails, uh make them ready and and make sure that you know um everybody can use them. Uh, what are some of the activities that you guys do for that outreach? Yeah, so there's basically um, three kind of different funnels for uh, people to interact and volunteer with American Hiking Society. Um, one of our kind of uh, signature um, events is called National Trails Day, which takes place every year on the first Saturday of June. Uh, and we organize and coordinate events all across the country. Um, some of those events are recreation-based, so getting out and hiking, biking, horseback riding, um, all types of things on the trail, but also uh, stewardship events, so maintaining and, and building trails. Um, so it's a, a really great way for people to kind of be introduced to the trail if they haven't had that experience before. Um, in addition to National Trails Day, we also offer uh, week-long volunteer vacation trips, um, and we offer typically 50 to 60 of these trips each year all across the U.S., wow. ranging from um, Alaska all the way to the Virgin Islands and kind of everywhere in between. 
Um, and, and, you know, with those specific trips, we allow people um, to connect with, you know, a local land manager. And um, most of those uh, trips are, you know, revolve around specific trail projects, whether that's um, trail maintenance or, or brand new trail construction. Um, and then the third kind of way that we interact with people or people interact with our programs, um, we also offer uh, alternative break opportunities for college students oh. to be able to do a, basically a week-long uh, trail stewardship project during their spring break. Oh, that's cool. uh, so colleges can you know reach out to us and then we will coordinate um, various um, spring break trips Um in, in you know typically the warmer parts of the country yeah um, where, where you know where trail construction and trail maintenance can take place you know in the early springtime very cool wow yeah <clears throat> um and so does uh does the american hiking society just organize these kind of events do they like help with transportation what, what's like the involvement if i was like to leave tomorrow for one of these yeah, so uh, for these, for the volunteer vacations and the alternative break program, uh, we coordinate all of the logistics with the actual project host. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, with them, uh, we'll have a crew leader um, that does like the meal planning, and the project sponsor will organize all of the tools and, and know exactly what the project looks like. Um, so basically, when people are interested, uh, and, and th- there's a kind of a wide spectrum of projects we have some some very um strenuous projects that are like backcountry like people backpack into these different locations but we also offer like easier projects um for people who aren't in- interested in backpacking or in in the really strenuous projects and so with those ones uh, a lot of times they'll stay in um like cabins or or different types of um you know bunk houses or dormitories or what oh. have you um, and then, you know, work on projects kind of closer to, um, you know, trail or to the roads where you don't have to backpack in, you know, a number of miles to camp and whatnot. Right. Wow. Um, so, so typically, um, the volunteers are responsible for, um, getting to the project site. Um, and then once they're there, um, then AHS and the, um, and the, project host um will do all of the logistics and food planning and whatnot wow that's super cool yeah seriously i'd never heard of those kind of things that seems like a great opportunity especially like you were saying college students on spring break i remember in college that always felt like such an awkward amount of time it wasn't like enough time to relax but it wasn't like enough time to like get a smart you know small job or something like that yeah so i think something like that i mean that sounds like an awesome opportunity well and that's when i was in college that was one of the things that i loved doing was my spring break mm. you always had that week the week and a half yeah. uh, between uh, where i went to college they had trimesters oh. um, and so uh <laughs> between the spring and summer semester uh they had like a 10-day period so we would just load up in a car usually uh, that's where i went to goblin valley so much right um or you know head up to yellowstone and, and do some stuff so one thing i i think that's cool about this that you guys do is it sounds like it's very friendly to a first timer or somebody who's new to hiking mm. um because it sounds like a lot of stuff is taken care of for them so they just show up and actually do the hiking in that um they kind of follow the yeah. the course they're not having to go and like figure it all out themselves sure. are there any kind of like requirements that people should be aware of if they're interested yeah so if people are interested um pretty much everything can be found on our website at americanhiking.org um and you know we do have um, a couple restrictions um 
in terms of like age limits for certain projects um, based on the land manager's preferences of, of ages. And, and, you know, people do fill out um, a brief uh, questionnaire that we ask about their physical abilities. We're not, you know, looking for, you know, people who, who are through hikers and ultra marathon runners, <laughs> but people do need to have a certain amount of um, physical capacity in order to, to work on, on the sure, projects. But, sure. um, you know, just, anyone who gets out and does you know a few hikes here and there is typically um able to to participate on these type of projects right that makes i mean that's just a logistics issue yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so i think from my perspective you know like you guys were saying it's a great opportunity um you know since so much of the planning is is done for all the individuals whether it's for the college students or for the adult programs um because as you guys are sure i'm sure you guys are aware that you know half the time the planning for vacation and for trips is like half the battle of getting out the door oh yeah and all that (laughs) Um, so it's a great opportunity because um, not only do you know we organize all the food and the actual like trail projects um but the event hosts also do a good job of like coordinating some activities that we do um either after we do some trail work or typically there's a day kind of reserved for hiking and checking out kind of the local areas. Yeah. So you're with, you know, the, um, the event, um, or the uh, project coordinator and, you know, they're obviously a local and so they know, you know, great places to see. So it's a great opportunity to get out on an experience, um, something kind of different. Um, and then, you know, leave most of the planning up to um, other people. So it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. That, yeah. that sounds perfect for somebody like me. Well, yeah, no, the planning like is the hardest part for me. Yeah. And that's, and I, I think, uh, well, you know, we've talked about my wife before right. her love of camping wasn't really there. Uh, and then she went with me and also like, okay, I can do this if you're going to take care of everything. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's, you know, Cameron's more of a, an urban, hiker sure yeah uh, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it i like but, that. yeah yeah but uh you know it's one of those things where it sounds more uh, adventurous than I, it really is yeah the more <laughs> yeah, it is. um the, the more and more like we talk and and that kind of stuff i feel like if i said hey you know what i have this hike all you have to do is show up yep that that's going to be more yeah, appealing I'd to be you interested than, like, in it for uh, sure. go find all this gear because yeah. <laughs> right. um and you know that's always half the battle like oh what should i get yeah uh and you go spend a hundred dollars on stuff you don't need you right <laughs> so. or like you know i'm gonna be the kind of guy that would show up in like the backpack that's behind me that yeah. like the euro <laughs> trip backpack exactly across the country kind of backpack i'd show up in that i'd yeah. have like four days of rations <laughs> i remember in scouts <laughs> two gallons of water <laughs> i remember in scouts we always had the kid you know you could tell that didn't do much hiking because he'd always show up with his pack and then he'd have like a, you know, a, a Dutch oven, um, and <laughs> <laughs> cans of beans and stuff like, like what the heck? Uh, I ended up being the one that usually carried it in for him because I was kind of a mule back then. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's the type I could see like, Hey, yeah, I got, I got food for us. And, um, you know, luckily though, most of your stuff probably wouldn't be in a can it'd probably be pretty light yeah on yeah. my side Just so fruits yeah exactly. <laughs> probably <laughs> but yeah so um no one of the things that uh, i i've always like you've heard of the pacific crest trail you've heard of the um the uh appalachian trail um and to be honest like appalachian trail i you've heard of forever right. pacific crest trail um I hadn't really heard much of until that movie. I believe it's called the uh, wild or the wild or something came out Reese Witherspoon's in it. 
I've not seen it, but I know it's about the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. based on some book. Do you know what I'm talking about, Wes? For sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, and and uh, but yeah. So, um, I think that kind of brought a lot of uh, flavor to the Pacific uh, Pacific Crest Trail of people sure. like knowing what it was. Um, what you said, both those are federally designated trails, right? Correct. Okay. So, are there any others besides those two in the U.S. that are considered federally designated trails? Yes. Um, so with the creation of the National uh, Trail System Act, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of established, a, you know, a national trail system. Yeah. Um, the first two trails were the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail. And since then, additional trails have been added. So there's there's kind of, there's three different kind of categories of trails. Um, there are the National Scenic Trails. Um, so you have um, 11 National Scenic Trails um, to date. Um, okay, and wow. so some of those include um, in addition to the AT and the PCT, include the Arizona Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, the Florida Trail, the Ice Age Trail, um, the Natchez Trace Trail, the New England Trail, uh, the North Country Trail, and the Pacific Northwest Trail. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm forgetting one. So I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm one. That's okay. So we have like the National lot. Scenic Trails. Then we have the National Historic Trails. Which there's a there's a bunch of additional national historic trails like the Oregon um, Trail. Oregon Trail is okay. obviously one of um, the the more probably popular, well known uh, historic trails. There's the Lewis and Clark uh, historic trail as well, and so there's you know a variety of historic trails. And then there's another category that's called the National Recreation Trails, and the National Recreation Trails are are shorter trails, typically closer to, to more developed urban areas. Okay. Uh, and then those can be, be a kind of a variety of lengths. Uh, and then those are also included. Um, and there's, I think there's more than a thousand of those trails okay. kind of uh, throughout all 50 states. Wow. Um, Very cool. Yeah. That's because uh, I mean, like I said, you hear the uh, Pacific Coast Trail, yeah. the uh, Appalachian Trail, and then the uh, uh, one of those, I'm like, when you said, I'm like, oh yeah, it was the Continental Divide Trail. Um, where does that start and end? So that one again starts on the Mexican border and goes to the Canadian border, similar to the Pacific Crest Trail, except um, obviously the Continental Divide Trail uh, starts in New Mexico, <laughs> okay. and you kind of uh, make your way up kind of the spine of the Rockies, yeah, all the way to uh, Glacier National Park is basically wow. nice. okay. Uh, the border of Glacier National Park and Canada is the um, is the end of the terminus for yeah. one yeah. of the most beautiful parks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of the most beautiful parks. Um, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people know Oregon Trail, but I, I wonder how many people. Yeah, I wonder how many people actually know it's a real trail. Yeah, like still not just the game. <laughs> yeah, not just the game. Um, and the Lewis and Clark one, we had uh, what was that episode twenty one? Mm-hmm. I think was uh, with we Alan had, Thompson. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, somebody who that he does that like all the time on his bike. He does the Lewis he's and a, Clark. He's a history social studies teacher out of Ohio. Yeah, and, he specializes uh, in Lewis and Clark, so he does yeah. their their trail. Yeah, which I thought was so cool. It's so cool. The uh, you know it's funny because I so I grew up in Boise, Idaho. Uh, everybody knows that because I bring it up like every episode. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, but uh, it comes up. Yeah, but uh, the Oregon Trail is literally like right outside of town um and and, and it's really cool because it literally like you can see that it's a trail and it's right. like this is the oregon trail and you're like no way but so many people like will redo it doing like treks right. and stuff um single-handedly keeping yeah, dysentery alive yeah exactly <laughs> but uh but that's that's a pretty cool one the uh 
um, when you talked about, so you said the 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 third, yeah, the recreation, the recreational trails. Um, would that include? You said that's more ur- closer to or- urban areas, or like I don't know if you've ever been to Sawtooth National Recreation Area uh, in Idaho, but it's full of it's full of trails. Is that trail system that they have there? Is that part of that or no? Um, it's hard to say. I, it, it, there's you know, like I said, there's thousands of of trails like yeah. within the na- the National Recreation Trail portion of of trails, and so it's I can't always say like what. What those is, trails what are. Is, yeah, but there's, there's a good chance. I mean, there, there are definitely recreate national recreation trails, um, in Idaho for sure. Whether those, whether or not those are in the, the sawtooth, um, recreation area is hard to say. Yeah. Right. I, mean, gotcha. I, I could look it up, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's a research question. Right? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it sounds like the recreational trails are kind of where beginners would potentially start. Uh, at least the um, the first group. You don't think you want to start the on the Pacific Coast Trail? Yeah, I can't imagine anybody <laughs> wanted to start there. I mean, I guess you could if you're plan if you're planning on only doing a small portion of the trail, it yeah. would make sense. But if you're anybody who like, yeah, I'm gonna just tackle this trail. I, I like to complete things when I start yeah. them. I highly recommend not starting with those. Yeah, no, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Well, and you've done the Pacific Crest Trail, correct? That is correct. Okay. I uh, through hiked the. PCT in 2015, or excuse me, 2014. Okay, wow. and that is like 2,000, like 160. Uh, that's like that? I think that's the distance of the AT. The oh, okay. PCT is uh, a little over 2,600. Oh, okay, 2,600 wow. miles. Okay, wow. Yeah, so not for the light of uh, light of heart. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, how long did that take you to do? Um, it took me 139 days to get from the Mexican border to uh, Canada. Oh, wow. Uh, with, and that includes about seven uh, rest days. Did you did you go by yourself, or did you have others with you? Um, I yes, I I went by myself, but um, there are a lot of people out there on the trails, so I'm not sure I, I went a single day without seeing at least someone else. Okay. Um, so there's definitely lots of people out there. So even though I started solo, um, I definitely interacted with people, and um, you know a lot of the people that um, I hiked with in you know, central California were the same people that I finished the trail, um, gotcha. in With. Canada. So you, okay. you see a lot of similar people and because once you kind of get into your groove of kind of your hiking style of speed and distance each day, um, a lot of other people kind of fall into, you know, those similar, um, routines and you just kind of see those people kind of throughout Most the trail. Right. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, so what, what are the trail, the big trails that you've hiked? Uh, and then what's your favorite trails in general? Like, yeah. I know there's, you could say the big ones, but I know there's probably a lot of smaller trails that might be in Colorado or somewhere else that you've been that maybe some of us haven't listened, you know, heard of that might may become yeah. a destination for us. For sure. Um, so in terms of like through hikes or, you know, the longer distance trails, the, the two I've done are the Pacific Crest Trail um, and the Colorado Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Colorado Trail um, the year before I did the PCT and was kind of, um, the stepping tone stone into doing something a lot larger like the PCT. Um, and then I've also, uh, climbed, um, all of the 14ers in Colorado and there's 54, um, mountains, I guess I should c- kind of clarify a uh, 14er yeah. is, is a peak, um, that is over 14,000 feet. Um, so I've been working on those, um, for many years. Um, it took me about 19 years actually to, to go through and, and climb all of those. Um, and so What's that per any, year? any good, uh, <laughs> trail, 
you know, going up a mountain, like I feel like, you know, the views from any mountain, whether it's a 14,000 foot peak or, you know, um, you know, much shorter um, peak uh, at lower elevations is, you know, well, well worth the, the energy um, to get up there and, and, and kind of the experience, I think, um, of, of doing any type of climb like that, I think is, is, is great um, and an awesome experience. Um, in general, I would typically say like whatever, tr- like whatever single track trail is closest to me is my, my is your favorite, favorite trail. <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, I, I, I live in Colorado. Um, I live on the kind of the front range um, and I do get up into the, the high country on occasions, but I definitely spend um, the bulk of my days um, um, doing hikes at lower elevations kind of close to home. And so they may not necessarily be as, as scenic or epic as some things in, in, in the, um, Alpine areas. Um, but you know, I still really do enjoy getting out even for short hikes, um, on local trails in my area. Awesome. Very so, cool. so, uh, your answer may end up being Colorado, but you know, based on just like trails available and whatnot, where would you say like the place to, to live is for, for hikers? Wow, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, I think there's there's you know lots of places um, have really good trail networks, and I think there's definitely kind of regional locations. Like, it's hard for me to say like, oh, like Colorado or Washington are, are like the best places to, to hike. <laughs> I think there's definitely kind of locations all across the country, like kind of on the East Coast. Like, sure. I know um, Asheville, North Carolina, has a really strong kind of trail community wow. there, and then there's um, another like strong trail community in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, and so there's kind of communities all across the country that um, have really good um, like trail culture and, and people who are, um, you know, just uh, interested in kind of sharing those experiences and getting out on the trail. Right. No, yeah, that was, those are some good answers though. Cause they like North Carolina, <laughs> I didn't know about that at all. Well, does the uh, Appalachian trail go through there? It goes pretty close pretty to close. Okay. Uh, Asheville, um, so I think I think the Appalachian Trail uh, Conference has, uh, or excuse me, Appalachian Trail Conservancy has an office in Asheville, I believe. Okay. Cool. Wow. Well, I was gonna say, is that on your list to do the Appalachian Trail? Um, I would be interested in doing sections of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't foresee doing a through hike of it um, anytime soon. Um, I, I think if, if um, you know, later down the road, I would potentially like to through hike the or through hike and or um, section hike the Continental Divide Trail. Um, mm. That would kind of be another one kind of on my my radar. But there's all kinds of trails, um, also like shorter distance trails um, that I'm intrigued by that are, are kind of on my, my to-do list. Very so. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever make it out here to do any of the Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, Appalachian trail, let us know. Um, like I said, it's kind of in my backyard. Yeah. So uh, I'll have like a cup of lemonade there for you. To <laughs> <look off. laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a friend, a uh, friend's brother in high school did the Appalachian trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember the plan. He planned on doing it in two months, and then it was like three and a half months later. He was like about eighty percent done. Yeah. And his parents were like, "You, you gotta stop. You gotta come home. Like, you, you can't keep going." So when you're on these, like, is especially the uh, the long, the longer ones you've done. When you're on these, is there like a 
point of no return where you're like, okay, well, if I, you know, start here, then <laughs> uh, I got to either finish or turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, I think, I think planning is probably one of the biggest uh, keys to a long distance through hike um, mm. of kind of planning what you're doing, making sure you have like the gear, knowing you have the physical capacity um, to do it. Like you don't have to be a crazy athlete at the beginning, but the more fit you are at the beginning, the more likelihood of you being able to finish the trail um, and and planning to have enough money and time. You know, people try to do it over, you know, the summer break during college or whatnot. And and there's definitely, you know, time constraints um, with regard to that. And so I think, and, and, and that really goes to pretty much um, all hiking, whether that's long distance trails or, or, or even just a short day hike is, you know, planning, um, is absolutely critical um, for for any type of hike, whether it's a long distance hike or or just a day hike. Yeah, the my so a friend of mine, uh, he's trying to talk me into doing the uh, forty point three miles or whatever it is from the Maryland border, Pennsylvania Maryland border, to uh, the southern border of Maryland. Oh, sure. Um, so basically, the Appalachian Trail going through Maryland section, right. um, and we always kind of like we're going to do it early this spring. Uh, cause I'm like, if we're going to do it, we're not doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's real you know, hot 90 right degrees and then 102 with the yeah. humidity. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so we, we were talking about it and, you know, youth sports got in the way from us doing that, but we're still talking about, okay, maybe here in the fall, we'll look at doing it. And we're trying to figure out though, you know, neither of us been hiking yet this summer. So what do we do to prepare mm. <laughs> to do a 40, yeah. you know, 40 miles? Um, and so, uh, you know, do we mow the lawn, like push mow it, uh, <laughs> oh, you, sure. you ride on the kind of like, uh, uh what exercises, it, 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 yeah. What exercises to do? Yeah. Um, because you know, it, it's one of those things I have a little slope in my backyard and man, it's, it's, you take, you don't, you don't do it very often. And so I go out there on a Saturday and I'm going up and down maybe 10 times. I feel it two days later, you know, right in the lower calves. So what are <laughs> you hiked a lot and, and, yeah. and kind of get into, uh, you personally, um, so one of the things I learned about you after we booked you was that, um, you, uh, from a young age have been dealing with uh, cerebral palsy, correct? Correct. And you started, um, hiking, uh, as, as a young child, your parents kind of got you into it. So you've got some things that you have overcome to do a lot of these huge hikes. Right. Um, and the only and, thing I have to overcome is laziness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, exactly. So, and you're, you know, you don't like water, right. but, uh, cause that's really important when you're hiking. <laughs> um, but, uh, what are, what are some things that, uh, you know, you've overcome that you, you've had to deal with that maybe others can, you know, you talk about the, having the physical ability to do something. None of us have the physical ability just to get up off the couch and do it necessarily. Sure. Maybe when we were 20. <laughs> um, but uh, like right now, like what are some things that you can do to really push yourself and get yourself ready to do a big hike? And mm-hmm. how p- important do you think it is to challenge yourself to do those type of things, to not be the lazy guy on the couch? You know, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think the, the biggest thing for getting out there is just to start small. Mm. Um, you don't have to, you know, start with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to go through hike the Appalachian trail, you know, spend <laughs> four months doing, doing that. Um, and in fact, you know, like early on, I would have never even comprehended that I would even have the ability to, to through hike, you know, 2,600 miles on the, the PCT. Um, and, you know, I talked to a lot of people out there, um, 
you know, about my experiences um, um, as through hiking, but also um, with cerebral palsy and being a hiker. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, like I could, I could never hike, you know, X, Y, Z trail. I, I could <laughs> never do this. And, and I think that's just, that's just, um, it comes down to kind of boxing yourself in with like mental barriers that mm, people yeah. kind of establish what they think is, is doable and what's not doable. Um, and I think sometimes we ourselves more as individuals, um, than what, what we are really capable of. And so for, for, for me, you know, growing up with cerebral palsy, it was um, a, a major challenge to just do normal uh, physical activities. Like um, learning to ride a bike took, took years to figure out how to make that work. And, you know, just tying my shoes was as, as a little kid was, was a, a pretty big challenge to kind of overcome. But in overcoming all these small things, you know, I really realized that um, you know, if you push through and have perseverance, um, that you can achieve more than what you think is possible. And so I, I encourage people who haven't hiked or haven't done any, um, any major um, adventures to start small and, you know, kind of set small goals and, and kind of work towards that and kind of keep track of that. I think keeping track of what you've done um, is great and kind of like once you um, achieve those small goals. So like maybe the first goal is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, walk five miles a week just around my neighborhood. Maybe that's like, maybe that's the starting goal or, you know, maybe some people need to start even, you know, smaller than that, but, you know, starting setting those goals. And once you reach that, you know, again, um, push maybe a little bit beyond what is comfortable to do. Um, but it's still not that far beyond, you know, maybe the five miles around the neighborhood then becomes, you know, I'm going to do, you know, a five mile bike easy hike on on a local park trail or what have you and kind of um build up in, in small increments and because that's really um you know where i came from it was you know hiking as, as a little you know or you know i mean i could go even further back from that but you know early hikes um in my childhood to doing mountains um that then translated into doing lots more of of mountains and more difficult mountains and then like thinking oh like um, you know, I had heard about the Colorado Trail as as a little kid. My parents had this beautiful uh, coffee table book about the Colorado Trail, okay. and I thought it was a really beautiful book and and a cool trail. But I was like, like I don't like. There's no way I could ever hike <laughs> you know, nearly 500 miles across Colorado. But after doing all these peaks, kind of realizing like, oh, like like I'm not sure I could do it, but I think. I think I could at least uh, try and, and, and attempt it. And then, you know, I was successful with that. And then following that, you know, thinking, you know, if I can do the Colorado trail 500 miles, like then, you know, maybe the Pacific crest trail is, is doable and was able to reach that goal. Um, but with all of these goals, whether it's, you know, easy day hacks or the PCT, there's always moments um, that you're going to have to kind of push through your limits and kind of persevere. And I think, I think people grow, um, more than just physically um in in those kind of mm, yeah definitely trials absolutely. and tribulations on the trail i think you kind of grow as, a, as an individual um and i think that the the stories and the things that you learn about yourself on the trail can be applied to a lot of um different areas in life and, and i think that there's valuable lessons to be learned um while outdoors um, and so i definitely encourage anyone um who's out there who might be just day hiking or not hiking at all 
um, to challenge you to you know set small goals and, and work towards them and and kind of incrementally push yourself just a little bit outside of your boundary. And if you kind of do that um, over the course of time, uh, you will be amazed at, at what you are capable of. Yeah, that's that's awesome because I mean, eh, I it's so easy to think like, oh, you know. Wesley just woke up one day and was yeah. like, I'm <laughs> hiking 200 or 2,600 miles. Yeah. But it, it really is, I think, a, a building of small goals, accomplishments, and gaining confidence in something like that before you do it. I think a lot of people trick themselves into yeah. thinking like, oh, I can do something when they definitely can't. Yeah. Um, but I think more often it's the other way around where, like you said, it's there's no way I could do that, but I could do maybe half. And well, then, so try that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, every time all my experiences of hiking, which are not even close to what you've done, um, it's usually with other people. I don't, I don't really go do a lot of hiking by myself. Um, and it's, it's funny to me because, uh, you know, I, I went with a couple of buddies, we went to, uh, uh, Glacier National Park and did a bunch of different trails inside Glacier National Park. And nice. in four day period, we did like 36, uh, miles which was huge for us because, I mean, the only conditioning we had done was, you know, I played, uh, me and one of the guys played softball, like City League <laughs> softball. That was our conditioning. Other that's, than that, we're just working, right? It's not so, a high movement game uh, yeah, comparatively. Yeah, and he's, he you know, for work he was doing uh, like accounting stuff, so he's just sitting there behind a computer. Oh, boy, yeah. So, but it was um, one of those things that, like, for me, and I, I don't know how you feel, you brought it up when you were talking about, you know, you run a into other people and you kind of see the pace of people around you. Uh, for me, it was always like I had to come up with the, like the concept of when we're doing this in Glacier was I'm not going to be as fast as the 23 year old kid <laughs> that was with us at 34, you know? So, um, yeah. I, I got to be okay with that and go at my pace. Uh, as far as pace goes, cause I imagine a lot of people might get discouraged right off the bat when they realize, Oh, well, I can't hike as fast as Cameron can. Sure. So I might as well just not do or it. Or after the first hour I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, is that when you were doing the trails, I mean, did you see people that are like, I just, my pace is so bad. I just can't do this. Yeah. So yeah, I think everyone is different. And I yeah. think there's a, you know, a classic, um, through hiking phrase of hike your own hike. Um, and that I think really addresses kind of that idea of, you know, doing your own thing and hiking at your capacity and your ability. And so, you know, I, I was definitely not a fast hiker um, on the, the PCT. I was very consistent with what I did, but, you know, my average pace was probably, probably around two and a half miles or between two and two and a half miles an hour um, yeah. of hiking. Whereas a lot of through hikers, you know, the faster ones can do, you know, three, three to four miles an hour. So, you know, some of them are, you know, hiking twice as fast as me. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's not about your hiking speed. It's, it's really about the experience. And, and, and I think that is a valuable lesson in realizing that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when I, by the time I got into, you know, Oregon and Washington, I was kind of with a very consistent group of people. And uh, we would all hike basically the same distance every, every day. Um, um, because we would basically camp uh, together or or close in 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 cl like close proximity to each other um, at at night, and so um, I would typically get up early earlier than some individuals, and I would be on the trail you know an hour or so before they would be, um, and then they would pass me you know by lunchtime or sometime 
Um, and then they would set up camp and I would roll in like an hour after they did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's kind of like the whole like tor- tortoise and a hare. Like, uh, it doesn't necessarily matter like your hiking speed or, um, right. or whatnot. It, it really comes down to, um, the experience and doing like what makes sense for you. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind hiking a little slower because I knew I had some, um, er- early on in the trail, I had some, some different like muscle issues with my legs. Um, and it took me a while to, to allow myself to heal and kind of get back out on the trail and continue on. Uh, um, and through that, I realized that like, if I push myself beyond a certain point, then I, I would risk injuring myself again. So it wasn't, it wasn't worth that. Sure. Um, but I think in terms of people who aren't hikers or maybe just, um, begin beginner hikers. One thing I would definitely recommend is I, I, over and over again, I see the tendency of people are excited to get out on the trail. So as soon as they get there, they like jump on and they start with a pretty fast pace because, <laughs> um, you know, they're excited and they have that energy. You have those endorphin endorphins and you have, um, sometimes a little bit of adrenaline when you first start and people get going really fast. Um, and then slowly they kind of fizzle out. Um, <laughs> so I often recommend that people start at a slower pace than you think, um, makes sense. Um, because, as your kind of body warms up, um, you'll kind of realize that that your slower pace might be actually a more appropriate um, pace, especially if you're um, if you're not um, very fit to begin with. You know, just starting at a very slow um, pace is, is is a great way to just kind of allow your body to warm up and kind of build um, into to the hike. Because I do know, you know, I I see it over and over again. Like people will start really fast. You know they'll start faster than you know really experienced people, um, and then you know they kind of hit the wall, the and they lose the energy, um, and then they, their experience kind of suffers because you know then they're right. just kind of dragging along. Oh, Whereas yeah. people who start slow um, typically, um, I think, enjoy it more because they have more consistent energy during the hike. It's the tortoise in the hair concept, yeah. right? I always that's use, a great I, answer. I always use the ex- excuse, you know, like oh, I'm just looking at the scenery, you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> breathing in the whole thing <laughs> you know you hear about these uh these guys that uh in the last year or so that are uh racing to be the fastest at you know summiting different uh different peaks uh and and hiking these trails and right. they do it super fast but you don't get it like for me hiking most of it's like finding the waterfall uh you know those type of things and, yeah. and, and feeling that experience. And so, and I like that advice of starting out slower than you think you should, yeah. because especially uh, I can imagine, you know, you, you hop out of your car, AC blasting, <laughs> you know, you feel fantastic. Oh, yeah. You just had a big lunch or something. <laughs> you feeling great. And then you, you know, an hour in, you're like, Ooh, it's 95 degrees out here. Uh, it's a lot less shaded than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm, it, this is an incline, you know, Yeah, I'm really slowing down. And then, like you said, you know, you're dragging yourself through the rest of the hike. Of course you have a terrible time. If See, you spent I, I the always, first hour super happy and the rest of it miserable. In, in my experience, it's always like you do that whenever you find a downhill. And then when it's come back to go back up till you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> right. So confident on the way yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so what, what States have you hiked in then you've hiked in pretty much all the Western States. Uh, yeah. Most of the Western States. Um, I have, I haven't done too much hiking East of the Mississippi actually. Okay. Um, I've done a little bit of hiking in uh, Tennessee but in terms of east of the Missi- Mississippi, I think that's a that's about it. Okay, is that the Great Smoky Mountains? 
Um, actually, um, most of the hiking I did was on the Natchez Trace um, National Scenic Trail. Oh, okay, very cool. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Some short sections out there. Well, if um, you ever do make it uh, across the big river, uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find us. Yes, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, um, so when you hike, uh, what kind of food? Like, you know, I. One of my favorite things to, to hike with is sunflower seeds. Um, and I've heard trail mix is actually horrible for you <laughs> as far as like actual hiking food because it's mostly M&Ms and stuff now. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not a huge trail mix person just because I don't like trail. I, I like all those things separate but not together. <laughs> um, and then I hate raisins. <laughs> oh, well, see, that's your but, problem. Raisins yeah, are so the best thing ever. For me, it's usually beef jerky um, and then sunflower seeds uh, is kind of my constant. And then... Um, uh, fit, uh, fig bars, um, mm. uh, nature, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the brand name is. I always get, but yeah, cliff nature bar, you know, one yeah, of those. Yeah. So, but what, what kind of stuff do you like as far as, uh, your trail yeah. snacks, beans and cans, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not beans and cans. Um, so it kind of varies, um, depending on, on if I'm backpacking or doing a longer trail versus just like day hikes with day hikes, I'm not as concerned about the weight um when you're doing multi-day um trips um you really do have to be kind of um you have to be cognizant of the amount of like weight of the food because that's typically one of the besides the water typically the food is is um kind of the heavier portion of what you're carrying oh wow Um, so being very um aware of what you're carrying um is is a big deal so that's why i backpacking you know, I try to look at things um, food-wise, and then pick things that have a really um, high calorie to to weight ratio. Oh, um, right. So there's all kinds of kind of weird things in in that in those categories, like like lots of nuts um, kind of fall into that category. Um, different types of dehydrated things um, like kind of fall into that category as well. <laughs> um, Don't like raisins. Raisins um, are the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see. So, I always, I always try to eat like my, my beef jerky within the first ten minutes. That way, I don't have to carry it. <laughs> but that might be part of my problem. <laughs> I just down ten ounces of beef jerky. Yeah, for the record, you're still carrying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's a. And how much do you usually pack? Like, how many days do you pack at a time when you're going on a large? Trip? Um, it completely depends on the trail and depends on um how easily accessible like you can resupply right um on the on the pct i think my my longest stretch um with food was going through the high sierras and i think that was about eight days worth of food other times i would only carry you know three to four days of food at a time but it, it completely is based upon you know the distances between um locations to to resupply for food you have a lot of mres Definitely not. Okay. Um, I, I would do like uh, uh, dehydrated or freeze dried meals for dinner. Okay. Um, and for like breakfast, I, I would do um, a, a lot of um, like granola and and dried like uh, like dried whole milk basically. Um, okay. Because in long distance hikes, um, getting the amount of calories that you need is is critical. Yeah. Um, because pretty much everyone will will lose quite a bit of weight over the course of a through hike because you're more or less consuming more calories each day than you can um, take with you. And so a lot of people, I mean, even if you kind of gorge yourself um, when you get to towns, um, you're just kind of still out of deficiency. Obviously for like day hikes and whatnot, it's, it's less of 
uh, of an issue. And and in that and in that situation, I think um, taking things that you like uh, and t- you know taking something that you um, can enjoy and kind of um, kind of boost your spirits, especially on a on a day hike, like after lunch or in the afternoon. Um, taking whatever it is that you you enjoy eating to kind of get that energy and also kind of boost your spirits, I think is is a great idea. Wow. So like one of my one of my things is um, Snicker bars. Um, <laughs> I know Snickers definitely aren't super healthy, um, but they have a good amount of calories. The weight to calorie ratio on on Snickers is actually pretty decent. Um, and so on the PCT, I would basically have like one Snickers a day. Um, in the afternoons is kind of the morale boosting <laughs> afternoon. Like I still have, you know, eight miles to go or however many miles, but you know, this will kind of get me through. And so I definitely recommend, um, you know, especially with, um, if, if people are doing day hikes with, um, families and young kids, um, bringing along some food, you know, if, if it's M&Ms or like whatever that the kids enjoy that you can help, uh, use it as, as a morale boost of, you know, you know, we're more than halfway, like here's a few M&Ms like to get you, you know, to boost your energy and get you um, back to the, the car or whatever that is, I think is, <laughs> is a great plan. So I think, you know, in, in terms of day hiking, um, weight typically isn't as big of an issue. So I t- just recommend people, um, at least when they first start, you know, take things that they enjoy that will last. You know, I don't recommend taking um, a lot of perishables, um, especially if you're um, in crazy warm temperatures and whatnot, but, you know, taking fruit or, um, you know, cheese sticks or, you know, different types of crackers or nuts, or, you know, a lot of people do take trail mix and, and, and granola bars and whatnot. Um, but, you know, obviously if you hate granola bars or you hate, hate, um, you hate trail mix, then don't take trail mix. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great advice. Well, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody like in, you know, your, your position, <laughs> give that advice. Like yeah, take something you like, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll be happier on the trail. Cause well, I mean, and that goes back to it being about the experience. Yeah. And, and it's funny though, how many times, well, so we just learned uh, something new in the last week or so that one of the highest uh, foods and protein is oh, actually yeah. parmesan cheese parmesan cheese is really and so high up there we have to try that uh, it's like in the top six isn't it yeah. uh uh and it, yeah, yeah so parmesan top 10 yeah so parmesan cheese is going to be have to be one of the things we try <laughs> just sprinkle it in with your uh your trail mix <laughs> I, you know what i'm going to take a parmesan cheese and some jerky and just you know double double fist it there <laughs> oh, i don't know if you're hiking right no hey you said what, what you like so <laughs> that's true hey yeah. that's true i shouldn't no. judge <laughs> yeah well wesley uh I, I know you've given us a lot of good information i appreciate you awesome yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, real quick before we, we send you off, uh, go ahead and, and give a shout out to the American Hiking uh, Society. Yeah, how can people the, find out more? The, give us the website address, the uh, social links, those type of things. Absolutely. Um, so anyone can find information online at AmericanHiking.org. And you know we have uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts all at American Hiking, or you you can search American Hiking Society, but I think they're all under just American Hiking. Um, And on the website, there's some excellent resources, especially for people who are um, new or interested in getting more information about hiking. We have a Hiking 101 section, and we have uh, lots of great um, articles um, uh, ranging from safety tips to packing and kind of everything in between. uh, I would definitely recommend people check out our credentials uh, post on 
on the website. Um, it basically uh, lines out the 10 essentials um, uh, of gear items, basically, that um, everyone should take um, to have a safe hike. And then we also have a great article on uh, how to plan and prepare for a hike. Um, and those, are, I think, are um, two key articles that um, everyone should check out, um, w whether you're um, new to hiking or not. And then uh, the one other article that I'd also highly recommend on our website is um, the Leave No Trace um, article, which is also within the Hiking 101 section. Yeah. Um, and that really talks kind of about the the ethics of being outside and yeah. and kind of treading lightly on, on the land and making sure that um, you're not having a negative impact on trails and um, public lands and, and whatnot. So those, those three articles are um, fantastic resources for people to kind of, um, to kind of get the first kind of glimpse of, of hiking or, or kind of expand your uh, knowledge um, and whatnot of, of hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that last part you were up there is, you know, it's, I, I've actually seen a couple of photos in the last two days where I, it was one of those moments of double-edged sword. That's so awesome. Wait, that's not so awesome. <laughs> um, but people who are, you know, out hiking and they showed a picture of, Hey, I was on this hike and this is how much trash I picked up. And they're like, Oh, so awesome. But then you're like, oh, why is there, there that much trash <laughs> sitting on the trail? Like that's, you know, and so, um, yeah, I love two that. things I would leave you with, uh, don't litter on the trail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you see something, pick it up. Yep. Um, and, uh, it makes it better for everybody else. Yeah. If you don't so, pick it up, it's going to be there forever. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, Wesley. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Um, and for all your answers, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to go sit and think about hiking for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I did just have one last question. This will be it and then we'll send you on your way, <laughs> but I'd be remiss because, uh, you know, my wife, she's not really into hiking. And I keep oh, telling boy. her it's because of her shoe wear. What kind of shoes? What kind of <laughs> shoes do you suggest? Just a real quick answer on that. For sure. Um, I think for for people just getting into to hiking or just want to experience it, any type of 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 trainer is a is a good uh, sh shoe. Not sandals. You know, yeah, athletic trail. <laughs> I I would recommend avoiding sandals. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just don't have uh, very good uh, protection. Okay. Uh, um, from rocks and other things on the trail. Um, but typically in, in most cases, uh, I, I recommend like if people like uh, know they enjoy hiking and are willing to invest a little bit, um, I highly recommend uh, using trail runners, okay. um, uh, using trail running, uh, running shoes, um, provide great traction. They're typically a lot more breathable. Um, they're cheaper oh. than boots. Um, and most people, with boots, um, you typically have to break them in and they're heavier. Oh, um, yeah. and, um, in most cases for most trails, I, there's, there's obviously a time and place for a big hiking boot or a nice supportive hiking boot. Yeah. But, um, in most, in most situations, I think, um, a, a good sturdy, uh, trail runner or a trail hiking shoe, um, is a great place to begin. So like, uh, ultras. Ultra yes, shoes. Um, ultras are probably one of the most popular brands uh, among through hikers, okay. um, and um, is one of I have a couple shoe brands that I um, I like and enjoy, and Ultra is definitely uh, one of those brands. Nice. 
Awesome. Well, I'm sorry, Wesley, you've just been used to win an argument for Ren yes. uh, with his wife. <laughs> so I apologize uh, for you getting thrown in, under that proverbial bus. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that response. <laughs> of uh, course you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm right for once. Um, but yeah. No. <laughs> well, awesome. Hey, thank you so much again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have you and yeah. appreciate the time. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Uh, sitting down with you guys and talking about trails and hiking. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll see you out on the trail. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye. Well, that was an interesting interview. Uh, hiking. Yeah. Is, I learned is, a lot. Yeah, the the you know I've always heard of the American Hiking Society. I've seen them around. Yeah, uh, you know, going to different outdoor retail sure. shows, pamphlets. Yeah, things like that. And uh, you know, I knew they were about you know keeping trails and updated and those type of things. But they do a lot more. Yeah, and, I didn't uh, realize they they worked with Congress like they did to protect yeah, these. I mean, these trails, and they they really do need protecting. I think it's one of the the coolest things about America is our national parks system, our trails. You mm. know, the this attention to the the natural aspects of our country and uh you got to stop the government from taking that away <laughs> yeah well it's funny because it's one of the biggest uh, it brings a lot of people here from outside the united states mm-hmm. um the trails and national parks and things um and uh it's it's brings in a lot of money for you know the government and private enterprise and that kind of stuff and so um it's in their best interest for it to be preserved um yeah you know uh so it's just one of those things that it's nice to have uh, somebody that's, you know, out there not only doing that part of it, but then promoting, you know, hey, get out and hike trails. Yeah, like, yeah. There's trails right around you. They're nearby. Um, you had some great advice that I didn't even consider. I mean, like, yeah. that's, I, I hit on it while we were talking to him, but the bringing food you like, especially on short trips, like, yeah. that already was like, oh, like now I feel like I can go hiking because I can just bring my normal kind of food. Yeah. It's okay. It's just a quick day trip yeah i was under the impression you had to have granola and oh, yeah. raisins <laughs> and, and especially raisins it, it, it's funny because <laughs> there are like you say that but there's a lot of people who for the first time like oh well, i'm going hiking because somebody talked me into it and then they show up and they're showing up john green <laughs> oh. call them sids um, <laughs> oh, yeah but uh, absolutely <laughs> but yeah like you know showing up and then they have all this stuff that's not necessary uh and and that's one of them is uh, you know always Oh, I got trail mix. You know, yeah. it's like nobody, nobody likes like trail mix. <laughs> that's actual trail mix. You know, peanuts, raisins, right. M and M's. Yeah, that's why they came out with all these new different varieties of right. trail mix. Yeah, the, it's like the package dark stuff. chocolate and coconut, and you know, can you imagine eating dark almonds. chocolate like <laughs> while hiking? That'd be awful. They're so good. Yeah, but it's, it's so I can bitter, and it one. like it sucks up all the moisture in your mouth. Yeah, dark chocolate's good. I like I like dark chocolate. Yeah, I guess I'm not as much of a fan, but I feel like that would dehydrate you so quickly. It'd yeah, make your mouth. I mean, that's where a lot of water. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's where you probably would suffer the most is how much water read. you should be drinking. <laughs> we had hint uh, hint water last yeah. episode. That was fine. Yeah, but then you have to like bring like twelve of those <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to make you make sure you that the the weight concern like how much you like how much food and water weighs yeah that's that's something that i always thought about but i never considered that was like the majority of what you're carrying yeah we kind of hit on that with um 
uh, episode 21. Uh, oh gosh, his name is totally slipping my mind. Um, uh, the Alan. Lewis and, yeah, Alan. Alan that's right. Thompson. Alan Thompson. I wanted to say Tom Allen, and Tom, I was like, that's definitely that's not t- right. But close was, to Tim Allen. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I had his name in here, Alan but it was Thompson, yeah. coming out and all mixed up. Um, yeah, we touched on that with him when he was uh, talking about how much he was strapping onto his bike. Yeah. It was just all weight, and it was food and water. Yeah, well, and <clears throat> well, getting tired. Yeah, it's um, getting tired in my old age. Um, no, but like, that's <laughs> one of the things that is really. Uh, a big piece too is if you're going to go on a hike and take a, you need to have a good backpack. Um, you, you can't have yeah. just one of these like over the shoulder soccer bags. That's really popular right now. It's mm. like draw. The, oh, the drawstring bags. Have, yeah. yeah. You got to have something with a little bit of support. So like even like, you know, you're talking about the bag behind you here. That's, yeah. You're, you're better off with something like that than definitely just some random bag. that's not meant for hiking. Right. Um, Cause I mean, you don't realize it, but you're walking that bag is bouncing on your back yeah. all day. And if and it's the drawstring, you're just, getting punched in the lower yeah. back all day if you can get you might one, not feel it then you'll feel it later yeah you get with something with like a little bit of a frame uh, mm-hmm. whether it's a, sure you know um, some support. padded frame yeah yeah and then you just cinch that sucker up so that it's right up on your shoulders sure you're gonna be good but if you let it <laughs> like the cool way to wear your backpack these days is you know down it like so it touches your bum oh yeah top of your bum uh yeah that's you're gonna have a bad time you're gonna have a horrible time <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so um and, and then you can't be afraid to sweat because no matter what you do, you're going to be sweating. Oh, absolutely. So, and right. bug spray. Bug spray is a that, See, and that's actually my biggest, like, the thing that stops me the most from hiking is, like, just the insect element. Yeah. Especially in this area. I mean, yeah. we, we have got we got insects. Yes, you do. Um, and <laughs> if I could do indoor hiking, I totally would. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, they're coming out with stuff that's better and better for keeping insects away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only had one really bad experience, uh, with insects hiking. And that was probably when I was like 14 years old and we were doing this hike and, uh, to Jenny Lake in Idaho. Um, it was like a five mile hike in this lake and it wasn't so much on the way out. It was only on the way in, <laughs> but horse flies. Oh and man, they bite. They're and the hurts. worst. Yeah, and I like that I was like the only experience I've had that I was like, I can't handle these stupid bugs. Yeah. I mean, I made it, but I was fourteen. Like you know, uh, I'm sure most listeners know uh, I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I try to like save bugs that end up in the house, a spider or something like that. I'll try to get it out. Horse flies, nah, <laughs> they're going Her- down. Horse flies and termites. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Cut them uh, off of the head. <laughs> mosquitoes too. Yeah. Because I mean, scientists have even said that mosquitoes are not necessary to the majority of ecosystems. Yeah. And no. it's like, so those those suckers are going down. Yeah. Um, and, well, and I have a nice uh, bug zapper that I have out my my. Oh yeah, porch. I've seen it. Yeah. It's and, good position uh, too. Yeah. And oh man, like last night that thing was humming. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I. Do you guys leave it on when you're not out there, or do you just yeah, turn it on? Yeah. So when I you're leave out it on there? all night. Just wow, to really? To try to keep the uh, populations of mosquitoes. Wow. Down. See, I think so, that's a little cruel, but well, <laughs> that's me. Know, I'm trying to help out the neighbors. And, <laughs> you know, if I ever have you over for dinner or something, there'll yeah. be that many less mosquitoes. I mean, that's true. I mean, they're only like alive to breed and suck your blood. And, sure. And then they die. But those zappers <laughs> aren't just mosquitoes. Oh, I know. There are some casualties, but, yeah. you know. Sometimes you have war. casualties for <laughs> for the greater good. Yeah. In love and war. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. Um, uh, the only bad experience I've had with bugs was in Venice. Uh, there was a mosquito infestation in Venice because it's all water. I mean, yeah. there's so much water everywhere. And it wasn't me. 
I never got bit. <laughs> it was my friend. He got destroyed. I mean, he had welts like inch, an inch long on yeah. his body everywhere. Yeah. From I, think these mosquitoes. The, I think that'd be the toughest part about doing like survivor. Like, uh, Oh yeah. Ben did. Yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah no it would be tough episode so, 12 if you didn't know ben drebergen winner season 35 yeah yeah winner yeah th- it, it's crazy because you see them by the end of the show and they're just completely covered in these these yeah. insect bites yeah. everywhere and you're like oh i'm just like i don't know that's mosquito bites are like one of my least favorite things in the world that's definitely <laughs> one of those uh those I almost want, I kind of want to call it a game show because it's a show about a game, but it's yeah. not a game show, obviously. But it's definitely one of those events where uh, the the winners are the biggest losers. Yeah, you know, exactly. They, yeah, you won. You yeah. have to stay on a an island for a month. Well, I, I think there. the biggest losers are the second place. Like you know, Ricky Bobby says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, second place is just the first loser." Yeah, the yeah. second place because they had to go through everything. Yeah, but they didn't. They win. didn't get the million dollars. Yeah. I, I think they get like a hundred and fifty thousand or something. Yeah. So they get a good chunk. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. I think it's after the first three. I think is when they don't get paid but i don't That's know rough. if it's worth it yeah yeah so. being that fourth person too because <laughs> yeah. most of the time they're only not there for an extra day yeah. i mean that's nothing <laughs> exactly. after what 39 days i think ben said yeah or, yeah. or the one that gets uh, taken off the island early because they you know for uh medical reasons oh sure like, 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 oh man this isn't worth it i just like yeah, yeah i just put myself through this to, <laughs> uh, to yeah. now uh, now i'm recovering for three weeks exactly yeah. so no definitely <laughs> but well uh hopefully by the end of the end of this uh well here in the fall early early fall uh i'll be doing that hike yeah through maryland's uh appalachian trail we'll have to get you on the podcast yeah talk about it (laughs) we'll come on the podcast and talk about it uh, (laughs) definitely have some pictures up and that kind of stuff so i'll have to make that happen we're gonna have to uh, try to get uh wesley over to this side of the country yeah for sure yeah no he's missing out it it, it, i kept he kept hinting at it because we kept saying that but i think he is like me like I love Idaho, you know that. Sure, <laughs> um, but I think he's like I love the West. Like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't have. I don't think he has as huge of a desire as much as exploring the West. Yeah, it's probably because of the small hills. And he seems here. to like uh, north to south trails. Yes, so yes, definitely north. <laughs> to south. Well, and I and I was gonna bring it up, but I, I was reading that they were working on completing a east to west trail. Ooh, that would be a, like the next. That would be uh, a three-hike trail and that, uh, going up across the north side of uh, through Ohio and Michigan. We've got some like listeners not looking stuff. at a map. Uh, east to west is significantly larger yes. <laughs> than north to south. Especially when it's northeast to west. So, <laughs> so, oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah like if you I go starts, Maine. I think it starts in Vermont. Maine to then, San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. That, <laughs> that would, would be, be the craziest length. So, for sure. Well, awesome. Well, uh, excited for our... Uh, you guys to hopefully enjoy this episode yeah got 25 um, out here's to the next 25 seriously and uh i the guests are only gonna be getting better and better that's for sure so. absolutely and uh, more exciting and better content as we you know catch our groove yeah. so and if you got a friend you think would be great for the podcast or if you're great for the podcast let us know go to gontrippinpodcast.com yeah leave us a comment um definitely you know, Cameron last episode we talked about a little bit Cameron's a little lonely he wants <laughs> he wants some more friends true um and you know I'm gonna be indoors for a while because I got this kid coming yeah. so you know I could use some friends as well so send us a message yeah uh, let us know your thoughts on the show things we can improve on sure or just tell us how good we're doing you yeah because we know we're doing great give, give us some feel goods <laughs> <laughs> we can feel it we're doing so yeah. good and make sure you tell your friends about us 
Yeah, and, everybody uh, everybody should get out more. Yeah, exactly. So, well, it's a lot easier with friends. Yeah, yeah it is <laughs> a lot better with friends. So, but everybody, thank you so much, and yeah. uh, don't forget, peace be the journey. Gone tripping, my wagoneer and I. Gone tripping, reading the road signs. Gone tripping, one playlist at a time. Gone tripping, odometers ticking, my mind doing rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I, I, I am gone